the best of times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be, the best of times, your host, Gary Caligas. Good morning, lady listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today, and also thank you those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pup application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about a local program which helps women 65 years of age and older who have experienced or experiencing crime or trauma through victimizations, whether physical, emotional, legal, or financial. So stay tuned to the show for some very beneficial and important information for you or your loved ones. It is Saturday. October the 28th, and we are broadcasting our radio show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Got great news to tell everyone. The Best of Times received 13 national awards in a wide variety of design, editorial categories in their division at the 2017 annual national convention of North American Mature Publishers Association held in Chicago, Illinois in late September. The Best of Times is one of the 106 members of this international association of senior and boomer magazines. The, the, the publications throughout the United States and in Canada were judged by in various categories by an independent panel of experts from the renowned University of, University of Missouri School of Journalism, generally regarded as one of the top journalism schools in the world. And, and Napa is the only international association for both senior, as I mentioned, both senior and boomer publications throughout the United States and in our friends in Canada. We are so very proud of this particular, of these awards uh, based upon the evaluation of this distinguished panel of judges, which included professors, students, residents of the School of Journalism at the University of Missouri. We do appreciate and thank our writers, contributors, graphic designers, advertisers, as well as our loyal readers who make these awards possible. We strive to make our monthly magazine and our radio show and, of course, our website as beneficial as possible for area seniors and boomers as well as their family members. We do ask that you especially thank all of our advertisers who do make the Best of Times magazine possible. And it, and it makes it available for you and many other 25,000 people in the area at no charge. Be sure to pick up the November issue of the Best of Times at our 522 distribution locations beginning on November the 1st. We do thank you for the compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing it from you. If you're unable to find a copy at one of our 522 distribution locations, remember, you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues as well as to listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. 
Our friends at StoryCorps is a nonprofit organization, is in Shreveport at the Shreve Memorial Library at Broadmoor Branch, located at 1212 Captain Shreve Drive in Shreveport, now until November the 10th. They are housed in a converted soundproof trailer, and it's part of their Cost Country Mobile Booth Tour, where this organization will record oral, oral histories of everyday Americans and is currently recording more than 65,000 interviews. Many of these are which are archived in the American Folk Life Center at the Library of Congress. So you have the opportunity in the area up until November the 10th uh, with a facilitator to ask you questions and guide you through the storytelling of your own 40-minute interview. If you're interested in participating, you need to reserve a time for your storytelling by calling this toll-free number. It's 1-800-850-4406. Again, that's one 800 850 406. Our friends at the Shreveport Little Theater is uh, will be held their production of Picnic, and it will be taking place on October their, uh, today, tonight, on the 28th at 7.30 p.m., and it continues on November 3rd, 4th, uh, the 29th of October, and the November 5th at 2 p.m. For more information, do call them at 424-4439. That's 424-4439. Remember to visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for announcements made during today's radio show, as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour. Proudly presented by A Bear, Sending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show are some special guests is Dr. Pam Cruz and Miss Janice Goodrich with the YWCA Senior Care Advocacy Program. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today here on sure. the best of times. It's great to be here. Well, I want to learn a little bit more about your program. I know my many thousands and thousands of listeners out there in the Arklatex definitely need to know about your program to help their their family member, a friend, a neighbor. It could be someone that could need be in need of your particular services, right? Sure. So the, it's part of the YWCA, which has been around since 1925. So it's, it's changed a little bit, right? It has changed a lot. <laughs> and most of us... Uh, remember the YWCA as being a, an apartment uh, facility downtown for right. years and years. Uh, of course, we all know that that is no longer there. It is closed. And the YWCA uh, had not been in existence for about five years. But there's always been a dream, a need to have a YWCA here in the Shreveport area. True. Uh, so there was a group of ladies who decided to start the YWCA back up again. And once it started up again, there's another organization here in town that deals with uh, abused women and uh, making them safe. Our primary responsibility now is being a resource center 
over the age of 65, what is your need and how can we help make that happen? It's basically what we do now as a resource center at the YWCA. So it's a major transition from what it was, correct? Major transition. Yes, it's more of an outreach, not a residence, you know. It's the outreach where we go into the community. But it's easy accessible. And the other thing is by phone as well as by visiting. We're going to tell the people how to get there. Uh, But it's a matter of them coming to you, but you can also come to them or use the on the on the phone, correct? Absolutely. We go to them wherever they want us to go. Well, that's that's good to hear, Jenny. That's good to hear. So, how we all how did y'all get involved with this? Well, I'm a retired teacher, <laughs> and I have always worked or enjoyed working with senior citizens. Um, my mother doing all kinds of transportation and and helping out different people in my family, but. Uh, I really got involved because of Pam. She told me about the opening, and I had, up in Oregon, uh, done some transportation needs, taking care of that because I got, um, I was a bus driver, and I had always admired bus drivers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was younger. And it was a so, very important job. <laughs> and it's so different, you know, from teaching, and it's kind of nice to have that change. But uh, I heard about the position from Pam and uh, thought that that was a personal good fit for me. So both. Both of y'all are classified as senior care advocates for YWCF. So what is the definition? What does a senior care advocate do? A senior care advocate um, is just what it is. It's an advocate. We assist women over the age of 65 and older in uh, whatever aspect of life they're in, um, experiencing a crime or a trauma, victimization, whether it's physical, emotional, legal, or financial, and it could have happened when they were a child. Really, that's that's an interest. So it could happen when they were very young, and now it's affecting them by how could it? How what 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 are the effects? Let's say at a sixty-five year old that might have had it traumatized at at ten or eleven. Okay, a great example of that is if we uh, encounter a woman sixty-five and older, and her um, husband has been put in a nursing home. When she was being raised, Mm -hmm. way back then, uh, she was raised to run a household, not manage the financial part of the household. That was the man's responsibility. Correct. So now that the man has been removed from the home, the woman uh, is struggling with how to live on her own financially. And it's stressful, right? Absolutely stressful because she doesn't know uh, how to manage her money from one week to the next, let alone one month to the next. And now she feels like she doesn't have enough money to pay her rent uh, because she's buying too much food. And she has to decide which one of those she has to do. And we come in and help her balance some of that. Great analysis. Great, uh, great scenario that probably there's a lot of individuals because generally the males uh, take care of a lot of the financial. And if anything happens to me, my wife's going to probably call you. Uh, (laughs) Great. We'll give her her number. Uh, But, but. Uh, but one of my listeners wanted to know why is it only what happened to those ladies that are less like 55 to 64? Why, why is it 65 and older? Well, statistically, according to our grant, you're considered elder at 65. Oh. <laughs> I know this is mature. Not mature. I would okay. call it that. We call like be called mature, not elder. Okay. okay now those 55 to 65. Yeah. We do have um, a counselor. Uh, 
on site at our office at 850 Olive Street that uh, we'll see anyone. Okay, that's good. So we don't leave anyone alone. In fact, we have, um, we'll talk about it probably later, but we have programs for any woman, any girl. Okay. Um, we just happen to do the 65 and older piece. And and the reason why only women? I know that you're part of YWCA, but of course, but why? I'm just I'm just playing the questions here. I'm thinking my listeners out there might be male. Why is it only women? They're, they're men that need probably need this particular trauma. Are you being the devil's advocate here? Yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> yes ma'am. Well, we would be glad to help any man who calls in to to find information or refer him to, to agencies that might be better able to to help him because we're we are really well versed in the ladies, but that doesn't mean that we wouldn't try to help a gentleman. Well, that's that's good to know. And also, we have two licensed. Uh, counselors on site, so we they see a lot of people, and it's free counseling. These services are free, which is unbelievable in this day and age. I think, uh, but it's a, but it's again it's free, but it's available. You have to ask for it or know that know it's there and use it. I mean, I, I deal with a lot of individuals you know, that they they and we need to emphasize it's free, but mm-hmm. also emphasize you need to either come or call or make an appointment to get the services. Is not going to automatically appear. Sure. And that, that's the important thing about uh, you know a referral. So, so where where do you get your referrals from? Well, it can be from anyone, really. You know, it can be from an agency with whom we have a referral agreement, uh, or it can be from individuals like family members. It can be the individual themselves who calls in. It can be uh, just, you know, whoever starts in, in the ball rolling, and we take it from there. And you also educate people, like coming coming to the, the Senior Day Expo to educate the public and educate their, their church members, educate other agencies. I mean, I was a home health agency, and I don't remember having this kind of access to our our, our clientele. Um, we we had you know the, we had the council of aging, but they they did not provide any type of counseling. They, mm-hmm. Most of the council of aging's I don't think do any counseling that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. They might, but they would refer them to you now because they know that you could provide those services. Right, and they're one of the groups that we do have an association with as far as referrals, and they are we go to their sites. We have done it in local. Local areas, Blanchard, you know, Mooringsport, etc., and, and we would like to um, continue with that in other uh, parishes that we haven't gotten to quite yet. But we talk to groups of people and try to make it available, you know, the information, get that information out there, which is so wonderful that you do this radio show because it really helps us get the word out. I oh, appreciate that. Well, let's tell our listeners though your catchment area because I, I had a question before we got on the air here today that somebody asked me. So, do they cover my my uh, could cover my persons at my church in Texas? So, what's the answer to that? The answer to that is our grant specifically covers uh, Northwest Louisiana, um, predominantly Bossier, Caddo, DeSoto, and Clay, um, Webster Webster Parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in Texas or Arkansas, you need to call your local YWCA and ask if they have a senior care advocacy program there. So it's primarily those people get those grants throughout the nation if they have a wide... But there could be others that have got that particular grant or or services, correct? Yes. In fact, they could contact their sheriff's office because uh, the sheriff's office and ourselves are under the same grant as far as elderly victims are concerned. I'm saying I remember that program. So, So your program is... 
parallel or is it in addition or you help them at the sheriff's office here? Uh, all, all of the above. Oh, wow. I love that word, pal. That's good. As, as, Very tactful. Very as, tactful. Sheriff Prater would like that one. As, <laughs> yes. And, well, in fact, um, most of the time the um, reports that the sheriff's office gets, mm-hmm. um, that they, under their umbrella, they can't assist. And we have a very large umbrella, so then they refer the person to us, and Good. we take it from there. So they're one of your referral sources as well. They yes. Can, they can, they can, can handle it initially. Yes. So uh, I noticed that you're involved in with agreements with agencies. What type of agencies are you part of? I mean, they're different home um, health, or I mean, we're yes. talking we're talking about Caddo Parish, Caddo uh, uh, Parish officers that you, the, the Kettle Parish Police Department police yes officers yes. what I'm talking about yes there is an elderly abuse uh, assistance program in the sheriff's department sheriff's department there's also um, the elder abuse uh, uh, of the state cr- huh? crime act okay crime that, act that, um, that we relate to there's also we also connect very closely with the Bozier and Caddo um, Council on Aging um, Acadiana Legal Services Interfaith Pharmacy mm-hmm. is one place uh, that we so they're, they're collaborating they're, they're with. Collaborating that they may not be able to provide all the services that you were saying. You have a better, bigger umbrella to provide those particular services for information referral, advocacy, case management, emotional. I mean, I, I would fathom the emotional support via a counselor is tremendous. That's that oh, probably is yes. a, especially a victimization and trauma situations. And they are specially trained. They've been through the training for the emotional uh, uh, traumatic experiences. They know how to do that and and. And it's a great service. But where we pick up is those ladies 65 and older uh, who we go to their home or wherever they would like for us to meet. And we uh, we do that emotional counseling there on site with them. They don't have to come to the facility to do that. So what is the most frequently requested service that you provide? Oh, my goodness. It varies. Here, here's, That's what's so wonderful. Here's, and here's is the latest. Help we, anyway. we had... Um, Interfaith Pharmacy call okay. and say they have a client that's 102, <laughs> and she's still driving. Well, she now has macular degeneration, so she's having to uh, hone in her area that she drives in. Uh, so we go see the lady as a client with um, this emotional issue about uh, her world closing in, and we drive by Interfaith Pharmacy, which is actually across the street from us, pick up her medications and take them to her, uh, which relieves some of her anxiety about driving to go world. get them and driving to go get them, right? <laughs> and your anxiety. That's right. With her not <laughs> being able to drive. <laughs> well, that, that's a that's a positive thing. So you all, but that's a good example. So you also help in those types of cases where the family members may say, "We may need to get our uh, great aunt or our grandmother, great grandmother to to maybe not consider." Driving, so you're probably the intermediary in a way, emotional counseling with them. To uh, it's a stress on the family, but it's also probably pretty stressful sometimes, especially if they're having other conditions that can cause them uh, 
problems in driving and getting around. Yes, when you're that age, it's not just one issue. It's medication and it's food and getting to the grocery store. And they're going to hurt themselves and may hurt other people as well. Yes. So, that, so yes. that's a great that's a great um, uh, sideline, I would say, that you're me helping. So you're you're dealing with legal matters and requirements of submitting paperwork for these these ladies that are 65 years of age and older that may need that help. Correct? Yes. Anything. Um, and we have uh, we have one lady in particular who uh, thought that someone was taking money out of her checking account. Uh, so we met her at the bank and um, got her a new account so she feels safe with her money now. Um, we have a client who uh, is dealing with some legal matters as far as pension is concerned with uh, her um husband who is deceased and we're going with to the VA with her we're going we went to ask a lawyer with her to see what would be her next um, step she would take uh, we followed her walked with her through that whole path in order to figure out how she can get access to this pension that that she thinks is due her so and um, I'm saying now that these are wow they're very isolated incidents they have a particular need and they have a particular trauma potential crime was crime possible crime but it's causing stress on the individual on the lady emotional legal financial the, the person may be thinking that her bank account's dwindling faster than what she expects it from her social security pensions and other particular things something's happening there somebody's got access some family mm-hmm. member she might have given power of attorney to that she was not aware of right right and it's hard to prove that that's still legal so that you know that's that's a great service that I'm sure a lot of people hopefully are not aware of, but hopefully today they're going to be aware of, and through your advocacy of yourself, of your of your program, to the many people in the Arklatex, uh, more and more people are going to learn about it. When you ask about an average situation, there really isn't, is there, Pam? Uh, there was another situation where a lady was in a community living, and she had never been in, in a position to have her own place in her adult life. And uh, really things that like bags or boxes that contained her personal items that was her home because she never had her own place and she was having issues with not being able to stay there i mean it got to the point where she wasn't unpacking and then we were referred and we were so privileged to help her with that we uh went in and helped her sort through things to try to get rid of some things and she it was beautiful because she did not want to let go of anything until we mentioned well maybe somebody else could use it and she was willing to do it so i mean you it's true that some people who have so little are sometimes the most compassionate and giving people there are and uh we we had a lot of fun decorating and and helping her put things in order and put things away and she was so excited she contacted her grandson and told him to come see her new place and she'd already been there a year but it really became her place Oh. And she's functioning oh, beautifully that's, and that's quite a happy. Success story deluxe there. That's a very success story. We'll be right back with more information. But now, we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. 
Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by Bears Tenning Country S Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today as special guest is Dr. Pam Cruz and Miss Janice Goodrich with the YWCA Senior Care Advocacy Program. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today here on the best of times. I've already learned a lot so far, even though I visited your booth a few times at uh, Senior Day Expo and other particular expos. I, I, I love visiting um, uh, all of my, all the exhibitors because I tend to learn something new every time I visit them. But, you know, sometimes you only get five minutes there. You wish you could spend like 45 minutes like we're doing today. So I'm getting an education of myself and hopefully all my thousands and thousands of listeners out there are going to get a more, a more education about what you can do and what you can't do for their loved ones, friends, family members, church members. Yeah, but that's a good point. The churches. I bet you get a lot of referrals from the pastors and and the rabbis, etc., out there and throughout the architects, finding people of needs and their services, right? We, their services. We do get some of those referrals, but most of the referrals are for us to go in and do um, a, a session, a, a, a question and answer session or an information session that helps get that information out to the individuals that are that are 65 and older or to their families on and then they call us well, that, and yeah. we come on out so it's a matter of advocating what you do and telling their parishioners and telling their members about about the services and they could tell if their family member or somebody or a relative or a friend next door or the the lady down the street exactly. might need the services exactly so explain what the difference is advocacy and case management is it similar same Advocacy and case management are very closely defined. Um, the advocacy portion is uh, more individualized in that we actually walk with them through their process, whatever process that is. And with case management, it's um, stepping stones, if you will. We talk to them about here's step one you need to do, step two you need to do, step three you need to do as far as case management is concerned, uh, which is not as specific or as one-on-one as the advocacy would be. Which is really the emotional support. So in in essence, you are like their advocate, but you're like their... Custodian, your custodian, guardian, your class... Confidant. Are you classified as a guardian? No. I wouldn't say guardian. Not legally. Best friend. You know, but uh, what power do you have? Let's say I'm just playing here. Uh, what power do you have to make them make those decisions? You give them the advice, the advocate, you advocate, and they have to make the decision, right? We have no power. We have no power to make them make a decision. Oh. Period. Okay, so you're not making the guardian the, angel, maybe. Okay. We're, we're not their guardian, as technically. The only thing we can do is recommend the resources that are available through us to them in order to in order to help them have a have a better understanding of what they need to do or uh, help them with the decision they need to make an example i took a lady to ask a lawyer that is the third monday of the month 5 30 downtown because she wanted to know uh how she could evict someone from her house <laughs> And I was, 
I cannot tell her how to do that, but I can take her to ask a lawyer, and ask a lawyer can tell her how she needs to evict that person legally. Right. And then I can, I'm her advocate. I can sit there with her. She can ask me questions, and I can say my opinion is, or, or. So you're giving them the options, and you're giving, but making them make the final decision. Okay. Absolutely, that, that, that's absolutely. good. But in in, in some states, uh, you know, guardians have that power. Power of attorneys have that power. It's the, the, you know, it's given to somebody. So, but you're giving them the various options that they can. And there's so many choices in the world today. So it's good that you have somebody that can help analyze those particular options as well. Right, and two heads are better than one. Sometimes true. just having somebody sit beside you gives you the courage to go out there and try those things, and we're get moving on those things and that's what we try to do just uh like pam why did you get into this what is your mission your personal mission (laughs) you've told me this it's great my personal mission statement is to empower others to be all that god has called them to be and this so happens that this job allows that to happen uh whatever it is they need we want to help empower them to have a, a safer uh calmer uh extension in their life Remember, they're calling because something has happened. Mm-hmm. There's a crisis. There's a trauma. There's a victimization. There is great stress in their life somewhere. And our responsibility is to help relieve that stress uh, so they can live a fuller, happier life. And, and to paraphrase that, Pam, they may be having the worst of times, but now that you want them to have the best of times. All right. <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a good mission statement. I I'm, I'm, I really compliment you and give you kudos on that. I mean, that should be in every organization you deal with, whatever they may be, healthcare, non-healthcare mm-hmm. related, whether it's Mr. Walmart or Mr. Target. All of their customer service should be, you know, there to help and make a person have a a good experience, not a bad experience, and not the worst of times. They need to have the, that best of time situation wherever they are. Well, again, I give you kudos to you and your staff on on that being their their mission statement. I know that. The, the agency that uh, that funds you probably loves to hear you. That's your that's your primary golden mission statement as well. So so going back to so tell us a little bit how this advocacy and case management play out specifically. So give give us some examples. You, you gave us a couple. Mm, but okay, here's one. Um, we had a um, an elderly lady call. Uh, because we had been referred to from one of the referral organizations that we had been involved in. And her grandson was living in the home with her and abusing her. And grandmother felt home helpless in the situation and couldn't see past getting the grandson out of the home. So the grandson had terrorized her home, uh, was abusing her, was taking her money. And so the police stepped in and uh, removed him from the premises. Well, then I stepped in because our primary responsibility then is to help grandmother with her stress. Okay, so we are at that point helping her... um, make some decisions that has to do with the grandson um, and eventually the grandson became incarcerated and she then she became uh, more relaxed in her life uh, and was able to make some decisions and uh, her final decision was to move to California and live next door to her daughter 
Oh. Uh, but she couldn't see past getting out of the abusive situation and wow. until we stepped in and helped her. What another success story there. I mean, you you, you helped really exactly. both families. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of family situations right there. I mean, it, it probably better for the grandson as well, even though he's incarcerated. Yes. Yes. It's probably the, the best for him. He didn't get in further trouble and hopefully he will see the light eventually and and uh, correct his ways and et cetera. Then maybe he'll have a, a, a productive life in the very near, near future. Wow. Hopefully so. You know that's that's another purpose. So you're 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 causing that particular stress and conflicts to depart and not not crescendo, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting worse and worse uh, and worse. Yes, and and of course, being a grandmother and a grandson, the difficult part is grandmother feeling so guilty about having to incarcerate the grandson, uh, and and uh, all the emotions that are involved in that, and getting her to see how life could be uh, different without the issue that the grandson create in the household. So I think my listeners out there want to know, so when they make, when the person makes and comes visit you or makes the call, boy, you probably listen and then take a lot of notes and figure out what they need. They probably don't ask you what they need, right? Absolutely. Um we just talk exactly what you said, and w- well, they talk, <laughs> we listen, and take notes exactly, and then we talk together about what's the priority here. We help just by asking questions, not by telling them, but but trying to figure out with them what is a priority, what do they need most, what would help them most to lessen the stress. So it's really we try to and. and Dr. Cruz, you know, is is great and is well-versed in counseling, and I have a master's degree in counseling, so both of us know a little bit about how to support a person in their search, self-search, to see what is going to be the most needed. So do, do, so do you help pull the need out of their conversation? Because sometimes people don't know what they need. Exactly. I think there's that 50 needs and they don't know what their priority is. You have to really prod them sometimes. I'm not a professional counselor, but I've been there done that with different scenarios. Not only that, but sometimes we uh, negate what we really know to be the problem. Oh, you know, Good word, Janice. Uh, yes, negate well, it. Well, okay. I mean, you know, you might... It's like a friend of mine who was telling me about visiting a counselor, and she was being asked, "Well, are you are you depressed?" And she was saying, uh, "No, I'm not." But she was nodding her head, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we don't even tell ourselves the truth. Visual cues, huh? Yes, absolutely. So being there with them rather than just on the phone or something, it, it's very helpful. So do you have those individuals that go in denial and don't want your services after they talk to you? We yes. Yes, because because there are some uh, women who are not uh, ready or in a place to live life differently. They just want to ask some questions and get some information. Our hope is that they kept that information, <laughs> and once life gets very stressful at the end, um, that they will uh, call us. They'll call us back. And, yeah, I have a feeling they will call you back eventually if it gets in crescendo mode. They might have been at a, at a plateau, but if it exponentially grows, they know who to call, and that that you've done that service already to them. I mean, mm-hmm. hope they appreciate that. That you, you're the number they call eventually when they have the when it gets out of out of whack. You might want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with more information. But now, we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Mm-hmm. 
Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A Bears Town and Country of Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Dr. Pam Cruz and Miss Janice Goodrich with the YWCA Senior Care Advocacy Program. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today here on The Best of Times. Sure. Thanks for having us. So, what do you like least of your position, Dr. Cruz? What do you feel? I think the most, uh, I don't know that it's what I like the least, but the one thing that uh, concerns me the most is uh, seeing the victimization of elders and the loneliness that they live with. Um, The number one reason why uh, women over 65 and older are stressed or depressed is because they're lonely. And uh, what we can do is come in and empower them once again to feel worthy about themselves as an individual and help alleviate some of that loneliness, getting them connected to other Other organizations. And volunteering and going to part of church groups. There's so many things to do. I hear sometimes I I meet with with, uh, seniors that say there's nothing to do in Shreveport. And they're like retired. And they're sitting at home watching television. And they they seem so lonely. They were active in their work life. But they get retired, and they had. They said there's nothing to do, and I said there's thousands of things to do. I met with a lady yesterday who said she's so lonely, and we started talking about does she have a faith life? Does she have a church? And she's active in her church in a Sunday school class and etc. And I said, well, they do things during the week, and she said, well, yeah, they do have a quilting class once a month. And I said, girl, we signing you up. Want to do that class? Yeah, you have to like. Um, you're advocating him. You're prodding him a little bit to. to to say check off the line. It's not going to hurt you to try it out, right? That's right. We're going to check out the quilting class. She doesn't quilt, but she embroideries. And she said, as a matter of fact, there's somebody else in my Sunday school class that embroideries. So see how we just made that connection and helped her uh, get going in a direction other than just staying right there, focused in on her life and her loneliness. Well, that's one thing that my wife and I, when we formed the magazine, The Best of Times, we decided to do a resource directory, mainly for seniors and boomers, called Silver Pages. And we've done it for 17 years. And that was the major purpose is to consolidate all the information for for seniors, primarily 65 years of age or older, to find those volunteer opportunities, part-time job opportunities, which we list, uh, all the all the various groups and associations that have fun things, clubs and organizations that they can join. And I will tell you, I've had so many compliments over the many years that uh, various referral sources, social workers, discharge planners, counselors are using that as a tool to advocate to their individuals. Do you have one available, uh, oh, right? Oh, yes, now? ma'am. Okay. But I'll, I'll make, I'm sure you got one. You'll get, them at, at, you'll get them at various locations. We print them every year in March, but I'll make sure that you'll get if you don't have some. Oh, I'm sad that you don't have them, but we have tons of them. We print 25,000 copies of those each and every wow. year. But it, but that, that, there are so many. That's why I, I gave this lady when I met her. I said, here's the silver page. Have you seen it? She said, well, I saw it a few years ago, and I threw it away. I said, well, we update it every year. So she went, and she contacted a couple of people have volunteer. I mean, organizations are looking for volunteers, and mm-hmm. now she she ended up calling me uh, about a month ago and told me I'm, in, I'm involved with the, the Strand. I'm involved with the Symphony. I'm so thrilled that I'm now involved in getting out and not lonely after our retirement. So mm-hmm. uh, so there's a success to remind But no, that's important. Loneliness is... And when people are lonely, their, their health 
the great, issues, right? They yeah, have issues. absolutely. Have you, are you seeing more victimizations of elderly? Have you seen more people being victimized, especially if they're 65 and older? Um, I don't know if there's more because uh, we've been at this position for a couple of years. So statistically, are there more? Uh, When I first started this position, I was uh, overwhelmed at the victimization um, of um, people up and down the uh, financial scale. It's not just uh, women who are below poverty. No, it's, it's women who live in 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 large homes uh, that are being victimized, and uh, you can't tell anyone in your neighborhood that it's happening. Uh, you can't tell your friend. You can't tell your that is true. person you play cards with. So you've got to find somebody that you can tell to help you out of that situation. And, and uh, it's very scary, very stressful for the individual. And that's why we need to advocate to those individuals that might be listening today and maybe have a friend that has they they think that this might be happening, that they need to contact you. Right. Even if they think it's happening, all they have to do is call us uh, and then and I we know can my, take it from there. I know my producers are always telling me, I haven't mentioned the phone number in quite a few minutes. The number is 318-550-4417. Is that correct? That is 318-550-4417. They're located at 850 B Olive Street in Shreveport or call them at 318-550-4417. Their website is www.ywcanwla.org. So you can go to their website as well to learn more about this particular program as well. Uh, so, Janice, you you agree with Pam about loneliness is one of the key key factors? Absolutely. It's a, it's a fear, you but know. But do they tell of, you that when they interview that they're lonely? That that's a that's a pull. It comes pull. through. It doesn't say it they won't say it exactly, but it comes through in what they're saying that there's nobody they keep referring to nobody and and that their children and this is true for all of us. I'm sure that all of us can relate to this that we become so busy in our lives that sometimes we don't take care of or give attention to our parents or our grandparents or you know you're so busy raising children or working for a living you know it, it it's all absorbing sometimes and it saps your energy and I think they feel guilty if they ask for help so we're we're there because you know this is our job and we want to do a good job so it makes it better for them. Well, let me add one other thing about you're talking about stressfulness. I've been seeing more grandmothers that are raising grandchildren increasing exponentially throughout the area. And and so I could see how your uh, your agency or organization can definitely help them, that particular scenario. And I'm sure they're very stressful. They're definitely not lonely, but they're definitely in a stressful situation that probably needs help. They haven't raised kids in many, many years, and now they have all the grandkids or so of the grandkids are is that is that right Pam yes and the YWCA has what has a program called lead and that means leadership and power and development for middle school and high school age girls so it, the YWCA speaks to a girl at any age uh, and these lead programs you just call the uh, office we'll tell you where they are what schools they are in and if if you happen to be in one of those schools where LEAD is already, you probably already know about it. What I love about LEAD is 
We're talking to the middle school and the high school age children about how to be empowered and how to be a leader and how to create some development so you know what you want to do in life. Well, we also have a parenting class that's the same thing. So we're teaching the parents the same lead issues that we're teaching the middle school and the high school girls. So now mother and daughter has the same information and they can begin to have conversations about grandmother and daughter, grandmother and daughter, about what it means to lead about what it means to be in leadership and to be empowered. So we're being proactive in teaching these girls about how to be empowered to be a leader so that when they come up against victimization, they are um, hopefully empowered to not be a victim because now they know what it means to be empowered and to lead and they don't quickly to take say care of yes or quickly just fall in that they're they're going to they're going to think about the options and they're going to they're going to think twice right yes yes and they're focused on their development as a person uh, as an empowered person and you become less dependent on others to make you feel like you have some worth well that's so. good to know so so again though your program primarily focuses on women 65 years or age or older there are other programs that are available in other Councils that can help and help the women at all all particular ages. But before we go again, I want to emphasize to my listeners out there that your particular areas of are, of coverage covers the various parishes of of Northwest Louisiana, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. And if our, if our listeners out there in Arkansas, Louisiana, Arkansas, and other parts of Louisiana as well as Arkansas and Texas and Mississippi, they need to first contact their local YWCA and see if they have this similar program, or or contact their sheriff or Sheriff's Department, correct? Correct. Those two things they need to do. They'll call their YWCA and ask do they have a senior care program or contact their Sheriff's Department and ask to speak to their uh, elderly uh, program. And, and you know, the, the emphasis of is no harm to call and ask, even though it may be not within your jurisdiction. That's what I was trying to emphasize to all of my listeners out there. We're learning about a program. If you think it might be a benefit, they're going to listen to you. They're going to determine if, if it meets their needs and your needs to help. And there's a win-win situation here, right? Yeah. It won't be a wasted call. And they might not need no. the services now, as we said. But eventually they might need. They might. Well, they will come back and you'll definitely know who, what, and where and why they are. You don't have to worry about recollect collecting that particular intake information as well mm-hmm. so um, so in closing what what do you feel that you need to, to tell my listeners out there about your program and why they should tell their friends neighbor and family members well Go ahead. This is so far-reaching, like we were saying. It's so far-reaching that there's almost nothing that we can't help them with, you know. And that's not binding us, you know. It keeps us free to help in any way. And that is a program that's so seldom in existence today. You know, you, you have to be peg-holed, it seems like. Everything has to, you go to somebody else for this or that. So we are um, just about limitless as far as uh, getting in there and just helping them see what the issues are and helping them deal with those issues and providing means by which they can contact other people who are going to do the same thing, help and, out. And I can see why those individual ladies who are 65 years of age or older, you don't want them to give up no and this is one way to help the the situation of um, i'm i'm overwhelmed i'm giving up i'm not doing anything further and um, and sometimes people feel useless helpless and you know uh at an age when and i can relate i i i 
I'm aware of my diminished capacities <laughs> in so many No, respects. you're not. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I've never had a real good memory. <laughs> but uh, as you get older, you know, it diminishes. And so we have to do come up with little things that help us deal with those things. So, um, How do other family members, just, I'm just thinking off the bat here, well, let's say the, the, the mother or the grandmother is 65, 67, and, and she seeks your help, but she has a bunch of sons and daughters that say, well, why don't you contact us, Mom? So how, how do you resolve that one? Why didn't you contact me in Chicago, rather than calling them down the street at Senior Advocacy Program of YWCF Shreveport? Well, we had one lady that that happened, okay. uh, and her son lived in Chicago. And, uh, and, and I didn't know this person. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about the bat here. And she, um, so she called us and said, uh, I, I need to move, and my son works, and he's busy, and I'll call him and give him this information, and he doesn't follow through on it. And she said, but I'm ready to do something. 